Hey there, global innovators. This episode is brought to you by Crossing Frontiers Immigration Law. Ready to start your next big venture across borders? Crossing Frontiers is your bridge to the future. We specialize in U.S. immigration law for startups, founders, and the fantastic folks you bring on board. Navigating visa intricacies? We've got the map. Don't let paperwork dampen your entrepreneurial spirit. Visit www.crossingfrontiers.ca and let's get you where you're destined to go. Listeners of this podcast will get a free consultation if you use code TCBurningPod at sign up. Hey guys, this is the TC Burning Podcast by Terry Burns, where I'm minding my personal and professional business one day at a time. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the TC Burning Pod. I am your host, Terry Burns, where I will be minding my personal and professional business one day at a time. Happy New Year. If you are listening to this podcast on the release day, then today is January 1st, 2024. And I hope that uh, you are rested, that you have recovered from last night, if that is your vibe, um, and that you are feeling ready and energized and happy about the new year. I'm feeling good about 2024. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. You know, I love even numbers. I was born during an even year. My birthday is 222. So I like twos. I like that it's a leap year. That feels right. I don't know. I've always just been into leap years. Also, I think because my birthday is in February, a bunch of people in my family are born in February. We're very much a February family. Um, Something about it being a leap year, you know, is special for February. So I feel like it's special for me and special for all of us. Also, 30 is this year. So that's a big deal. I actually think I'm probably going to do, I don't know about probably, I need to flesh it out a little bit more, but I might do like a February birthday series. I remember when I turned 22, 22 and 222, my senior year of college, I did like a birthday newsletter and I had different installments every week leading up to my birthday. And I raised my money. I raised my money. I raised money for um, an organization, like a, a tech organization, and you know, solicited donations and did a whole thing. And that was kind of fun. So maybe I'll do that. I don't know if I have plans for my actual birthday, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get into all of that later. Right now, I just want to revel in you know the new year. I'm recording this, of course, ahead of time, so it's not quite the new year yet. Um, as of the time of recording, but it's a, it's a couple days, you know, uh, before. And this weekend, I have lots of New Year's plans, which I'm super excited about. So um, I'm ready for the new year. With that in mind, I thought that I would switch things up ever so slightly with today's podcast. This is continuing with the theme of the new year. You know, last week we talked about preparing for the new year and I really want to double down on just some of the things that I want to embrace and some of the things that I want to let go of in 2024. So this week, what I'm going to do is walk through my personal and professional ins and outs for 2024. You know, everyone has their goals, their resolutions, all that good stuff. Um, But there's also just high level principles that I want to keep in mind and embrace 
um, or, or again, let go of that aren't necessarily aligned to my specific goals for the year, but are just things that I want to keep in mind so that I am living with intentionality. And I think that obviously a new year is a good you know, opportunity to sort of start fresh and reflect and embrace some of those principles. So that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to go ahead and, and get into it. I'm going to start with the outs. So I'm going to move, you know, first through the personal outs and the professional outs. And we'll do the same thing for everything that we want to embrace for all of the ins. Starting with the personal outs for 2024. The first one is Friday nights in. Those are out. We're leaving those behind. That was a very 2020 to 2023 kind of era. I'm over it. I'm outside. If it's a Friday night, I'm doing something. Actually, one of my good friends, Caitlin, who I, I think I've mentioned a couple times, she and I did a really good job for, I want to say like the first four-ish months, maybe five-ish months of last year of always doing things on a Friday night. We were like, even if it's chill, even if it's just one of us comes over, even if we just you know walk into a random restaurant, eat some food and go home, we are doing something together on a Friday night. Even if we don't feel like it, like that was part of the, that was one of the rules. It was unless one of us is sick or out of town, we're doing it. We're rallying, even if we don't feel like it, even if we're tired, even if it's raining. I'm definitely a person who loves to cancel when there's a rain. I'm a rain check girly, but we just really felt like we wanted to spend time together and also just be outside. So I want to embrace that energy again, probably with Caitlin, because who else am I going to hang out with on a Friday night? Um, but in general, I want to do something. It doesn't have to be anything, again, wild or a late night, but I'm not doing the Friday nights in anymore. They're done. They're behind us. I'm young. I have energy. I'm vibrant. I'm in New York City. I want to lean more into going outside, which I think is just hard for people, especially as we get older, because when we have agency over our time, full agency over our time, because we're not in school, we don't have kids, we, you know, have a lot of freedom, but not many of the ultimate responsibilities that come from, I think, later in life in adulthood, we are able to sort of act more on our whims, which means that if we don't feel like doing something last minute, if we don't feel like showing up, if we don't feel like going to the bar, if we don't feel like going to the workout class, we're probably just not going to do it. Um, and that's a very privileged, you know, position to be in to, you know, have that, that level of freedom, but I'm over it. <laughs> I think that we need to push ourselves, whatever. Maybe I should not say the Royal we for myself. I just want to push myself to do stuff and to be outside, even if I don't always feel like it. Because it's about the ultimate feeling, like the ultimate goal. And overall, I really do want to be outside and be with my friends and do things. And so even if on dated, like on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm not super into it, I know that I am, you know, sort of achieving a higher, I don't know, initiative or something. Okay, next that is out for 2024, overthinking. Ladies and thems and gents, the overthinking days are behind us. Turns out literally nothing at all is that deep. <laughs> You know, I think that I really kind of aligned with the spirit of, of Friday Nights In and that being, you know, out for, for 2024. I want to be present. I want to uh, be really embodied 
And that means existing a little bit more outside of my head and inside of my body. I feel like we were really in this overthinking era. Again, very 2020 to 2023. I mean, you know, it makes sense. The world has somehow seemingly gotten worse and worse since 2020. And I think that that inspires a lot of reflection, of thinking, of self-awareness, of action, of activism internally and externally. And I think that life is meant to be lived. And I think I am a person who has has like a little bit more of a bias towards action and positivity. Some might call it toxic positivity. I really don't think it's toxic, but whatever, we can talk about that later. And I don't know. I just, I, I'm just tired of being in my head, basically. Um, and so overthinking, we're done. We're leaving that behind. Next on the outs, classes of wine with dinner. And I'm, I'm specifically talking about not like a fancy dinner or an event. I'm definitely going to have my glass of wine then. But really when I'm at home or if I'm at a friend's house, if I'm at Caitlin's house, if we're ordering in and it's like, let's just pour a glass of wine. Reason being, I am trying to drink a bit less. And I think that means sticking to or concentrating my drinking, I don't know if that sounds terrible, to nights out or when I'm at a bar or when I'm going to be at an event or whatever it is. And which I'm trying to do more of per, you know, point number one, no more Friday nights in that. So, so given that, if I know that I'm going to be out with friends on a Friday night, or, you know, there's going to be some party that I'm going to be at on Saturday during the day or whatever, even some like fancy professional event, I'm just going to avoid the casual glass of wine, you know, by myself in front of the TV while I'm watching Netflix or whatever, when I'm at home. Because I think that it's just like not that necessary. I, I sort of like the luxury of it. I like the vibe of it. But if I want to just drink a little bit less, I think I need to just focus on the moments where it really matters. You know, I haven't fully thought this out yet, but it makes sense in my brain. But per point number two, where we're not overthinking, I'm really not going to think about it more than that. So casual glasses of wine with dinner, we're leaving that behind in 2023. And the next one, this is the last one that I have for the personal outs. Too many guests. Hear me out. This is so niche and sort of specific. Nari and I have guests at our home constantly. And to all my homies and family and friends and loved ones and acquaintances listening, we love you and we love having people come over and we love being able to hang out and cook dinner, even though moving forward, there's going to be fewer glasses of wine involved with that and just spending time together. However, and we're really blessed to have the space to do that, which is part of the reason why we have so many guests because we're like, we have an extra guest room. We have a backyard. Come through. Why not? Whatever. I think that we've overcorrected a little bit on the guest invites in that we basically just have a rotating door of people in our home. And while, again, we, we definitely like that vibe more than we don't, it's just it's crossed the threshold just a little bit, just a little bit, where sometimes it feels like we don't have space and time to ourselves. I don't know exactly how we're going to manage it because again, we love having people over. I want I want my friends and family and loved ones to know that they're basically always welcome. Um, if you're coming to New York City, hit me up, please. I, I genuinely love that. But I do think that we need to have some sort of shift of slightly fewer visitors 
and or more time in between visitors. I think that's a big one because we have so many folks that come sort of back to back and or shorter trips from visitors. That's another thing. Folks will be like, oh, I'm going to be there for a week or two or whatever. Um, and I think that if we could cut that down, that would increase some of the time in between visitors so that we can have a little bit more of a breather. I don't know. We have to sort of figure it out because, again, I want people to stay with us. I want to spend – it's actually a really amazing way to spend time with loved ones, especially because so many of our friends and family don't live in New York City or whatever. So you get, like, a lot of concentrated time together, which is super fun. But I think that we just need to be a little bit more intentional about that. So – not being intentional about that, having too many guests that we are leaving in 2023. Let's move to the professional outs. The first on my list of professional outs is working harder. We're not working harder in 2024. We, of course, are going to be working smarter. Now, everyone says that, but I'm going to I'm going to brag a little bit. I'm going to have a moment of not being humble and say with with confidence that I work really hard. In fact, I probably work harder than the vast majority of my peers. And that has been the case. And that has been the truth for the last eight years since I graduated college. I don't know if I was the hard, hardest working person in college. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to front about that. But since I've graduated, um, I, I, I work really, really hard. I literally cannot work any harder at this point in time in my life and maintain my relationships and my mental health. But I still want to win. I still want to kill it. I'm still very ambitious. I still have a lot of goals. There's a lot that I want to accomplish and do in the next, you know, few years, beyond the next few years, right, throughout my entire career. And so I'm really, truly shifting my energy towards how I can optimize my time, work with more intelligence, work smarter, um, and, you know, still increase the outcomes of my output through that. Uh, and, I, and I think that that is going to require, I, I mean, I've been doing it a little bit in 2023. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I think I've gotten a little bit better at figuring out what that looks like. And I'll talk more about that when I get into some of the professional ins for 2024. But it's something that I really, really want to lean into. And I'm doing it because I, I literally cannot work any harder. And so if I want to win... Uh, I have to sort of shift the way that I'm thinking about it. Another professional out. Now, I'm going to say this, and it might sound totally contradictory to what I just said, but I, I don't intend for it to, but I'm not going to overthink it, which is saying no. I'm done with my no era. I was in my no era probably for like the last two years or so, and I got really good at saying no to requests, invitations to speak, uh, random invites for coffee, whatever it was, because it got to a point where it was just too much. And I wanted to be focused. I wanted to be clear. I only wanted to do things that were really aligned with what I was focused on, what I was interested in, what I felt like I had capacity for. And I think that's a really important skill. And it definitely was not something that came naturally to me. And so I'm very glad that I spent that time saying no more. And I'm absolutely certain that I'm going to come back to that era at some point in time because I think, you know, as human beings, we sort of ebb and flow. But I'm over that right now. You know, it was needed. But I think, again, I just overcorrected a little bit. And I want to go back to being in a place where I feel more in flow with my external professional world. And that really just means 
showing up and trying new things and saying yes and leaning in with curiosity and, you know, just really kind of trying stuff and not feeling like I have to know exactly where something perfectly slots into my goals, my focus areas, my interests in order for me to do it. And I think the best way to do that is just by embracing the yes. And I've already said yes to a couple of things that I'm going to be doing in the next month or two. I don't really know what they are. Like I'm speaking at this thing. Don't really know what it is. You know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm being smart about it. I know that it's not anything, you know, wild, but I'm just leaning into saying yes uh, a little bit more this year and moving away from saying no. The last item that I have on professional outs, professional uncertainty. We are leaving that out of 2024, leaving that behind in 2023. What do I mean by that? I'm really talking about relationships, whether that's with a potential client, whether that's with a potential full-time job, whether that's with just a person, right? I want to DTR, define the relationship. I'm done with the professional flirting. I've spent so much time, especially as I've been working for myself in the last year and trying to figure out you know, where I really want to land, just spending time with people, with potential clients, with firms, just sort of flirting, right? Like getting the random coffee chat, being introduced to the colleague, chatting with them, keeping things warm, but having no clear direction. And I think, you know, part of that is a little bit natural, right? I don't think that you need to go into any situation necessarily saying, I need to know 100% of everything that's going on before I'm going to have a conversation with anyone, right? Like there's a, I, there's a little bit of room there for flexibility, but I think I've really leaned into, you know, the whatever professional friends with benefits. Maybe this is a weird analogy to have within the professional context, but whatever, we're not overthinking it. <laughs> um, I really want to define the relationship in professional context. So after a conversation or two, it's, you know, what's the intention here? What would be most helpful to you? How do we want to move forward? And being really clear, hey, I'm recruiting for a job at this company. Hey, uh, we're in conversations to see whether or not you can be a potential coaching client. Hey, we're talking about whether or not I can come and speak at the conference that you're going to be hosting next year, as opposed to just sort of keeping things warm and nebulous. I'm just over it. It doesn't, it's not the best use of my time. I don't think that it's aligned with my goal of working smarter and not harder. So we're leaving professional uncertainty behind. Again, a lot of these things sort of ebb and flow. I think it's actually totally fine to be in moments of professional uncertainty where you're just kind of feeling things out, getting to know folks, networking. I talked, you know, extensively about networking in an earlier episode. But really, at the end of the day, I think it's super, super important to, you know, have some level of direction and clarity at certain points in time. And that's really where I am right now. This episode is sponsored by The Coaching Corner, founded by Terry Burns, a Forbes 30 Under 30 venture capitalist and certified professional coach. Our team has been there, done that, and knows exactly how to guide you. Say goodbye to professional doubt. Whether you're seeking that next big promotion or just need a safe space to reflect and grow, we've got your back. If you've ever considered having a professional coach, or if you're a leader looking to offer your team some added professional guidance, reach out to us. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month and use the code TCBurningPod during sign up. Once again, that's TCBurningPod, P-O-D. Sign up today at thecoachingcorner.co. Let's get to what's in. 
What's in? What are we embracing? What are we excited about? Starting with the personal. I already kind of talked about this one, but I wrote it down um, ahead of this. And so I'll, I'll sort of repeat myself, but really just embracing the next decade. I don't know about y'all. I mean, I've said this before, but literally every year I'm like, this is going to be the best year ever. Oh my God, I can't wait. But I'm really feeling it this year. And I don't know if it's because the last few years, I think I've been so heavy. We're fed up. We, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but anecdotally amongst my friends and family and loved ones, I feel like there's this positive energy sort of leaning into 2024. And I really want to lean into that. And I want to embrace that. Love that it's an even year. Love that it's a leap year. Love that I am going to be entering a new decade. I just feel I'm, I'm a person who very much loves novelty. I love a rebirth. I love a new moment. I love a new era. And 2024 for me feels like that. And so I want to just continue holding on to this positive spirit that I'm feeling throughout the year because I can and I want to and I am a person who I just I just think like that, right? Like 2024 is is my year. Like I said, I think I might do a birthday series next month. Let me know if you guys are interested in that. Comment on this episode. By the way, so many folks have been like, I don't know how to comment on episodes. I don't really know how to do it in Apple. I should I should figure that out. But on Spotify, if you click on the episode specifically, scroll down a little bit, there will be a prompt that says, what did you think of this episode or something like that? Type in your response there. That's how you can sort of leave a review or message me or let me know your thoughts on the episode. So PSA for folks who have been confused about that. Next on professional ins. This is kind of personal and professional. This is relating to social media. So more posting, less endless scrolling, and less screen time overall. My screen time I actually think is relatively low. I average like two and a half hours a day, um, which is something that I looked into. And I've I've just been thinking a lot about this. Um, I worked on a project with a VC firm at the end of last year, well, oh my God, it's still the end of last year as I'm recording this, but this month in December, by the time that you're listening to this, last month, um, and I published it. And so if you if you want to give it a listen, I'll include the link to it in the show notes. But it's basically my assessment of the consumer landscape, really from the lens of myself as a consumer investor, and what are some of the trends that I think are starting to emerge in terms of the way that we use technology, in terms of the way that we buy things, we think about commerce, in terms of spend. As we think about the shifting sort of consumer landscape as, you know, more Gen Z and, you know, five, which is kind of crazy to think about years from now, Gen Alpha will be able to unlock a little bit more economic capital, thinking about the shifts over time in terms of our relationship with screens, with buying things, with digital spend, where do I think the most interesting opportunities for investment lie? I wrote a ton of this down. You should give it a listen um, or give it a read. And if you like it or if you have thoughts or questions, feel free to comment. I posted it on Substack. It was my first time posting anything on Substack just because I wanted to try it out. It was fine. I don't know if I would, would stick to it. I think maybe in the future I might just post things on my personal website because... I don't know. I just like my personal website better. But either way, um, I'd be curious to hear from all of you. A couple of folks have already left comments or have messaged me directly. Um, I love the comments because if you say anything that sort of resonates, other people can reach out and sort of see what you say. So that's definitely a shameless plug for that. Please do give that a read and let me know your thoughts on it. But the reason why I mentioned that is because one of my sort of theses is this idea that we are at peak screen time. We literally cannot, as, as people, spend more time on our phones than we're spending today. 
And so what does that mean, right, for the economy, for digital spend, for advertising, for consumer tech companies? And I have lots of thoughts on it, but the way that I fit into this is I want to make sure that when I am online, when I'm spending time with people on the internet, that I am not just a passive endless scroller because that makes my brain melt and that I instead am contributing in some way so that I'm posting more. Um, And that if I'm not saying anything, of course, you want to respond and you kind of want to see what other people are posting, but not in this endless scrolly, shitty kind of way, honestly, that I go touch grass, right? And I'm I'm more in the real world. So that was a, a long way of saying more posting, less scrolling, you know, sort of less screen time as something that I want to be intentional about in 2024. I already talked about this extensively in my last episode about planning for the new year and my goals. So I will not talk about this too much, but I will just touch on it. More dancing, more parties, not even crazy parties. I can just be events, but maybe a few crazy parties in there as well. Um, I really just want to move my body, be present, um, and more reading. I always try and read two books a month. I fell short of that this year, gave up on it, wasn't into it. Um, but I'm going to, you know, re retry to embrace that this year. This is super niche. Maybe it's not that niche. I don't know. But um, I came across this writer literally in the last week. Her name is Michelle Santiago Cortez, and I'm obsessed. (laughs) So more Michelle Santiago Cortez. She's like a digital sort of internet writer. And I don't know, she she just sort of reminds me of the writers that I used to follow in, in my Tumblr days. Like there were set folks who whenever they published anything, Gia Tolentino was one of those people for me. I would just devour it and loved it. Um, And so I went deep down a Michelle Santiago Cortez uh, hole and really like loved so much of the things that she's written. She wrote a piece called The Mineral Turn, where she talks about the rockness of the internet and really just the intersection of rocks and minerals and crystals and hardware and technology, which if you know, you know, if you know me, I have loved rocks my entire life. I, in an alternative universe, I'm a professional geologist. And I just thought that was such a cool, interesting niche read. She also used to be a ballerina. So she's written a lot about, not a lot, but she's written some pieces about ballet and about dance, um, really about technology. She's written about hardware. I've been thinking a lot about how we are sort of ripe for a new hardware moment, how we interact physically with our technology. Just someone who's written about ballet and rocks and technology and hardware, which are all of the things that I have some meaningful relationship to or like. How cool is that? Like, this is this is my girl. So if any of you know Michelle, tell her I said, hey, Um, but I definitely want to read more of her work. And the last thing that's a professional in also niche and random skims. I have never bought a piece of Skims clothing because I just can't do it. I just can't. I just can't. Or I couldn't. But I think I've been broken down. And 2024 is going to be the era of Skims. I need my snatched, soft, reliable basics. I really need a whole new wardrobe. I, and I'm like serious. Like anyone who is close to me who sees the way I hack together my outfits, I look pretty good with what I'm working with. It's not great. It's really not great. So maybe 2024, we're also going to have a wardrobe rehaul, 
as a personal end, but you know, the, the money has to look right for that. But anyway, skims specifically, <sighs> we're just embracing it. I'm, I am now one of one of the the girlies, one of the skims girlies. I haven't bought anything yet. If anyone has like a discount code or something, let me know because that's going to happen soon. Okay. Professional ends. I kind of just touched on some of this, but the first thing that I wrote down as I was preparing for this episode is more consumer technology, more hardware, more time in person. I think that there's just going to be this shift in how we consume things and how we interact with technology in our relationship to the real world. And I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. I think as an investor, there's still going to be some amazing opportunities for large enterprises and great investments and returns. But I think it's just going to look fundamentally different from how it looked the last 10 years. And I'm so over the last... 10 years. And so I'm ready for this next decade. And I'm super excited about what that is going to look like. The next professional in is more curiosity. I think actually this consumer tech report that has me thinking about all of these these themes that I keep referencing was actually a really helpful catalyst for me because it involved a lot of research, a lot of talking to folks, a lot of really self-reflecting, you know, looking at this qualitative and quantitative data and thinking to myself, based on this, what do I believe is going to be true? What do I believe to be true today? And where am I literally willing to put my time and my capital because I believe that these futures and these outcomes will soon be realized? And that was such a helpful exercise that, again, pulled me out of this consumption, 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 endless scrolling kind of vibe that I think so many of us are stuck in. And a lot of that just came from one, working with this firm, but also once I was in the flow, I became super curious about what is happening in the world? What do I think about what is happening in the world? You know, again, what do I think of the future? And I really want to continue holding on to this spirit, which is the spirit of, of curiosity. It's the spirit of just wanting to learn for the sake of learning. You know, a tactical example of this, actually, after I published this report, a few founders reached out to me, but one consumer founder reached out to me and they were like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of building this company, you know, would love to talk to you about it, but you potentially investing. And it wasn't really a fit for me. I don't think it's something that I want to invest in, but it was an interesting space that I realized I didn't know anything about. And historically, again, saying no a lot, right? And how that's out for 2024, there was a time where I would say, mm, this isn't within my investing thesis. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to waste my time and take this meeting. Now I'm kind of like, of course, always being respectful of the founder's time, being honest and saying, I'm not sure that this fits within my thesis. However, I do think that this is interesting and I would love to learn more. If you're still open to having a quick conversation about it, would love to do that. And just saying yes more, saying no a little bit less, leaning into curiosity. Um, I think that when I've done that in the past, that's when I've done some of my best work, when I've learned the most, when I felt most you know, in my own flow. And so I'm trying to embrace that a little bit more. More delegating. So when I talked about working smarter, not harder, I think that delegating is a big part of this. You know, I have a small team. I have someone who helps me with social media. I have a bookkeeper. And in 2023, I think I learned how to, you know, give up the reins a little bit and to fully trust the folks on my team with the work that they are doing. Um, I'm probably going to get an assistant again at some point in time this year. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but in the past when I've had assistants, it's actually been really hard because it's just hard for me to fully delegate. And I always want to double check and confirm and see what they're saying. And having that level of frankly micromanaging 
it's just as much work as not having an assistant at all, right? Or not having someone on your team to handle the thing at all. And so I think really delegating and trusting folks and really surrounding myself by amazing, smart, capable people as part of it. Um, but just being better about, you know, picking folks, trusting, delegating, um, and getting things done that way. Last one here that I'll mention is more aligning myself with people that I really respect. Obviously, I think in some ways that's much easier to do in your personal life. When it comes to your professional life, you know, at the end of the day, we have to do a bunch of stuff that we don't want to do. We have to talk to a boss maybe we don't love. We have to work with a client who's kind of annoying. We have to send these silly little emails all day, every day. And so I think that we sometimes get a little bit conditioned or, or start to sort of normalize time spent doing things or doing things with people that we just don't really respect. And I was doing that for a long time, frankly, you know, in my previous role at GV with some of the founders that I've worked with, even with some of the people that I coached through my coaching business, not many, most people I think are good and decent and innocuous, you know, most of the time. But there's a number of key players who I just, I just couldn't with. I just couldn't. And you can't always control that. And I'm not trying to pretend that I can. But I think that part of me sort of resetting in the last year and embracing 2024 means trusting my own intuition and power and embracing optimizing for people that I really respect. And I'm really excited about that. I feel really grateful that I have the privilege of being able to be a little bit more picky in that way. Uh, but I, I really want to lean into that proactively because I've seen and felt how transformative that that can really be uh, when I just spend more time with people that I fuck with, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> life's too short. Everyone's like, life's too short to work with assholes or whatever. And, you know, half of the people who are saying that mm, might need to look in the mirror. <laughs> so embracing more people that I really respect. Part of that also has to do with just wanting to learn and going back to this idea of leaning into curiosity. People that I trust, people that I respect, people that have more experience in things I can learn so much more from. And I just want to be a sponge in the next decade and learn as much as possible and create as much as possible and be thoughtful as much as possible. And that is so much easier when you are surrounded by people who do that. Okay, y'all, those are the personal and professional ins and outs for 2024. As always, I want to hear your thoughts. What's in for you? What's out for you? What resonated? What didn't resonate? Like I said, we ebb and flow. So maybe you are ebbing in certain ways where I am flowing and vice versa. I want to hear it all. Feel free to DM me at TC Burning or at TC Burning Pod. Happy New Year, y'all. I hope that 2024 brings you everything that you could possibly imagine and more. More to come on the TC Burning Pod this year. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the TC Burning Pod, where I am minding my personal and professional business one day at a time. Find me on Instagram and TikTok at TC Burning. See you next week.